It's the coconut oil, baby. Hello, greetings. So I have a hard time segueing into any topic, so um, I'ma just speak. I've been here. Here meaning physically in this place. Um, but also I've been here um emotionally mentally for a while and I'm ready to move forward (sighs) I've been at this place where I realize I mean of course like anybody throughout your healing process you realize things from your past majority for me from my childhood young adulthood that have caused me issue, trauma, harm, whatever the case may be, to need to be healed, to get to this process in my healing even. And it keeps circling back around to my interaction with men. I'm like, dang, like, why did I let my ex do all that stuff? Why did I let my ex-ex do all that stuff? And any guy in between, I never let them get away with anything. But this, because we weren't in no serious relationship. So, okay, any man that I've ever felt some type of way about, I let them get away with murder. Why? Um... And, you know, I had to realize that all comes from the relationship with my father. Um, I'm passive aggressive most times in my disagreement with men because that's how I am with my father. He'll say something and that's law. It is what it is. Even if I feel or think differently, I don't speak on it. Um... I've always felt unprotected and I felt that that was that was the precedent that was acceptable because that's how I felt in my relationship with my father. Now, let me say this. Let me stop right there. Full disclosure. I love my dad. <laughs> he is a great father. Always has been. Um, But, you know, I grew up in a house with my mom and my dad and they have accomplished so much and they are very successful personally as individuals as a unit but you know when people hear that you grew up like when you tell them oh I grew up in house with my mom and my dad oh my mom and dad are still married or oh whatever the case might be you know they think that's like growing up with Claire and Cliff Cliff Huxtable like (laughs) this is not a tv show (laughs) um you know I had some real ups and downs and it's not cleared up in one episode a 30 minutes an hour whatever the case might be like yeah no so with that being said my feelings of feeling unprotected by my parents have nothing to do with something that they did not do it was because of something that someone else did 
and with me not telling him um left me unprotected so I hope that's clear and I hope that makes sense so because of that feeling of being and thinking that I just was fed to the wolves I've always had this attitude of okay well I'm gonna fix the problem and deal with it on my own with everything across the board In my dealings with men, I always felt like, okay, if they left me unprotected, that's something I can deal with on my own and we can work through it because that's how I was in my close relationships with my family. And it took me a long time to realize that that's not okay. That ain't cool and it ain't healthy. (sighs) So I've come to this place where I crave power and my desire to be protective of myself and I used to be scared of that desire and that craving but now I know that it comes from me want to me wanting to empower myself has turned into a passion of me wanting to empower other women we're all connected you're not alone there are young girls who are at a different place in their journey than I am There are, unfortunately, other young girls and young women who have not had the experience that based on statistics, they will, and they'll need to go through that healing process. (sighs) So I'm here at this place where I'm just deciding to acknowledge and accept the fact that um, I've been doing myself a great disservice by not acknowledging the fact that I was unprotected. And I grew up not getting the type of attention that I guess I wanted. So I looked for attention outside of myself acknowledgement outside of myself that I didn't get so you know the first boy that came along and gave me some attention and told me I was cute and was feeding me all of that I believed in I ended up marrying him (laughs) and I was not at a place where I was ready to be married I was at a place where I wanted love and I didn't love myself so I wanted somebody else to do it I thought that I thought that he would do it but you know now looking back knowing what I know now he was at the same place in his life He wanted someone to love him because he didn't love himself. Because, I mean, I'm sure there are his own personal issues that he was dealing with and I I was a space filler for him. (sighs) Then that ended badly because I let so much go on in that relationship 
inside that home, inside that marriage that, you know, I didn't know anything about. I didn't grow up in a um, toxic, turmoil-filled, like, abusive household. So, but again, because I was so unprotected at the root, I just thought, like, all right, now this is something I have to deal with on my own. So the way that I handled it on my own was, you know, I mean, I did that, like, based off of what I could at the time. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell any of my friends, none of my family what was happening. Um, I just let it go on until I made a plan and figured out, you know, how to move forward. Once I did make the plan and figure out how to move forward, of course, I did have to tell people in some capacity what happened. My daughter, I believe, was about three at the time. So she ended up, like, um, showing really bad uh, qualities. So <laughs> I had to keep going and pick her up from daycare. They were calling me, telling me she didn't up because she was one time she just was being really angry and having outbursts and that was not like her but that was towards the very end of our relationship and I couldn't shield her from but so much at that time because I was barely making it myself and you know I mean I was a young mother and as much as I did try to shield her I knew she needed to be shielded I, I didn't know that but I wasn't I wasn't doing a very good job at providing a safe, stable environment for her. But moving forward out of that relationship, finding a new peace was just temporary because I ignored the root of the problem. I ignored those feelings of being abandoned. I ignored even the thought that Nobody was around me to support me and protect me except for me. And I mean, now, of course, I know that it's nobody's job as an adult to do anything for you. Um, But I was a kid when all that stuff had happened that left me feeling that way. And I looked for it in other guys, other boys, other men. And I never got it. So, to be quite honest, even at this age, like, I'm, I would say that I'm used to men disappointing me from the history of men in my life. Like, oh, okay, you're just going to leave me alone? Oh, okay, fine. Oh, okay, you know, I have to take care of that myself? Okay, cool. Okay, you're not going, you know, protect and provide? Okay, great, fine. I can do that. You're going to abuse me? Okay. Sure. Sure thing. I've I've done that before. I know how to um I know how to handle that. Um you know, so getting out of the marriage even at a young age moving forward, I was still in denial, still not facing what transpired in my life, what got me to that point, how did I get into it, get out of it? Um, at the time I was bartending and I remember at the end of every night I would get drunk, like fucked up, like throwing up. I am a firm believer 
and being held up by God, angels, the universe, all the above, because how I got through some of those things could only be attested to that. It's unexplainable. Drive home, fucked up, (laughs) get home, throw up. I was a mess. I would sleep all day, play and work all night. Um, I rarely had my daughter because, well, not really. I did have her, but the time frame where I had her throughout a day, if you can imagine being a full-time bartender, I was working probably at least Thursday through Sunday um, during the summer months, longer, maybe even Tuesday, but definitely like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Um, So that's four or five nights a week. You figure I would come home two, three, well, not two, because a bar club closes at two. So I would go home three, three thirty after I counted my money, got situated, had my drinks, whatever I was going to have. Come home, sleep for the better half of the day. Um, wake up, go get my daughter from my mom. Um, And then I would take her to school. Sundays, I would always take her for Sunday breakfast. In the morning, we would go out to like a diner or something. Um, And that was just a cycle. Like, it was cool. And then I was at a bartending job and I met this guy. And... Well, actually, it was, like, a group of guys. And they were, like, pretty cool. They were funny. <laughs> um, But he was, like, real timid and shy. And I just was drawn to him for whatever reason. And we ended up hitting it off. And, <sighs> I mean, I was talking to other guys at the time, but... Our interaction was just way more consistent. So, boom. We end up in a relationship. And I always say it was by accident. Like, I don't really know if either of us had the choice if we would have chosen each other. I really think that we were put together to learn lessons from each other. I mean, I know I learned a lot about myself in that relationship. Um, I was put through a lot in that relationship. Like, all the turmoil that you could probably think that you could go through in a relationship, like, that that hit them all. That hit every nail on the head. Like, boom, 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 boom. And thinking back I can say that that's because I didn't learn my lesson the first time my ex ex (laughs) like double ex like two x's away is why I'm saying it not like my ex's ex like uh, okay (laughs) so my ex before him like you know he taught me some lessons but I ain't learned from him old girl had to go through that again and you know, they say the first cut ain't the deepest, but I that cut me deeper. So, uh, 
you know, and a lot of the stuff there that I put up with was because I didn't have any power. And I think that's where my desire for power came from. Well, no, it was there already. I think it it's um, way more prominent now. Because I needed him um, in every way. I mean, at least I thought I did. Of course, I did not need that or him. But I did not care for myself enough to give myself the things that I needed. And I wanted somebody else to do it. I thought that he would do it. I thought that if I was nice enough or I did everything that he asked me to do, that he would do it. But the more I gave to him, the less he gave to me. And it was just a seesaw, up and down, nasty roller coaster. I stuck around for way longer than I should because of um, my fear of being alone. <laughs> my fear of not being able to support myself financially. My fear of going through any and everything alone I put up with. Sexual, mental, emotional, financial, spiritual abuse. I mean, and of course, I was left unprotected by him, too. And I was okay with it because I thought that's what I deserved. Nobody was going to give me what I thought I wanted like I would like that thought would come into my mind and I would just dismiss it like girl ain't nobody going you ain't going ever feel good about being with a man because you're damaged and you're hurt so you you can take the hurt it's okay just deal with it Um, You know, and moving forward, that was like, that was a hard pill to swallow. Um, I got to a place where I realized that I was in denial. Like, how can I have daddy issues and I have like an almost perfect father? I mean, I say almost perfect because I know he's a human being. He's a man. I'm sure he has his own things that he's dealing with. But to me, he was perfect. I always grew up seeing him in such a positive light everybody saying positive things about him he was always a positive person he is very strong in his will his determination he is a great asset to every room that he's in everything that he's a part of he is smart he's talented he is like the epitome of like a good father like if it was if you looked up good father in in the dictionary or you know these days google you googling good father his picture would come up amongst other good fathers i'm sure but his would definitely be up there (laughs) and you know i just it's like how can that be how is that even possible but you know um when things happen behind a parent's back that they don't know about it still leaves the child feeling a certain way. And I've learned that my thought and reaction to feeling unprotected is completely natural, given what I had to go through as a um, young child. And then even further, what I had to go through as like a young adult. 
um, my dad, while he was a good dad, he did the best that he could. He was, he, he, where he came from, like, what he was doing was, was decent. But, you know, you, when you get older and you can reflect back, like, being a provider is, is not enough. My dad wasn't around to talk to me that much. Um, I always remember feeling this excitement when he came home because he wasn't home a lot. His work schedule always conflicted with you know kids um hours so when I was younger I remember he used to work and he used to come home late like 11 o'clock and I used to um I used to fall asleep I think then I used to wake up when I heard my mom go downstairs when she knew he was coming home and I used to go sit at the top of the steps like just to hear his voice just to listen to them talk being nosy about their conversation but and then when I would wake up in the morning, of course, he was asleep and I had to go to school. So I didn't see him all day. That was the only time that I had. And sometimes, especially like closer to the weekends or the weekends, I would go downstairs because I could be up later because I didn't have anything to do, like school or anything, first thing in the morning. I remember my dad used to always take me to um, dance school or pick me up or something. It was South Philly, so we used to always go to these bakeries. And I remember having that time with him which was always brings back really fond memories because my dad is funny and he's very entertaining and he is affectionate in that way. Um, probably more affectionate than my mom, honestly. <laughs> I mean, like back then from what I can remember. So I always appreciated that about him. Um, I remember, you know, getting older and then um, everything changed like quickly because we had um, a health issue which made my my dad not be able to be my dad anymore and he became someone that I had to help take care of which is completely fine that's but it just was a switch. And I remember thinking, like, one time I was thinking, like, oh, I can't wait till my get dad get better so we can come home and take the trash out. Like, it was just, like, the little things were just, like, bothering me about not having him the way that he was or having him there. And then when he did came home, I was thoroughly disappointed because, um, I mean, by this time, like, I was... I was in sixth grade when he um, became ill. So, how old does that make you? Um, 10, 11. So, by the time he like came home and got better and was able to move around and stuff, I think my daughter, my daughter, <laughs> my sister, was, I guess, we're five years apart. So, she was five or six. And I remember feeling like he, um, like, took to her, like, way more. And then, I mean, I was changing. I was, like, becoming a preteen. And and I don't think that that was, that was acknowledged back then because my family had bigger issues, which is completely understandable. Um, but, you know, I was going through my own hormonal changes. And throughout that whole process between me being in sixth grade... Um, and probably 
my freshman year in high school, it was a lot of recovering time um, that had to take place. So I was the oldest. And, you know, I mean, I'm very quiet in a sense. So I didn't say anything. So nobody assumed there was a problem. I felt like at the time my problems were minuscule compared to what was actually the problem. So, I mean, of course I didn't say anything. I mean, I'm still very quiet though. That's just a part of my personality, who I am. I've been that way since a child, let my mother explain it. (laughs) Um, And throughout that process anyway, when my dad being home more because... He was ill. He couldn't go right back to work. My mom had started working, but he took to my sister more. So I didn't have that relationship building time with him through my preteen, teenage years. There was a disconnect. Um, I always tell my sister, you know, like we grew up the same parents, same house all the time, but we grew up two different ways. I, you know, I saw my mom and dad through a lot of their beginning stages of their relationship, their marriage, business, what have you. As far back as she can even remember, they've always been like having it all together. (laughs) As far as she knows, I don't, she don't remember any of that stuff. So, you know, not getting that attention, not feeling like I was acknowledged, not feeling like I was protected, um, not having the proper guidance on young adulthood, young womanhood, for, you know, the inside stuff, the stuff that matters. Like, I was definitely taught some things um, and taught some things through example, of course, but I think that it's important for some lessons to be had, like, sitting down like this is what this is about this is what this is about my mom never talks to me about boys she never talks to me about sex Uh, me knowing what I know I don't think that young people period male or female girl boy whatever you should not be entering into relationships like full-blown relationships it's okay to keep it cute and have like you know boyfriend girlfriend like whatever but full-blown relationships until you I mean I can't really say know who you are because you're not gonna know who you are like for sure you might have an idea a really strong idea and you'd be working towards all these goals and that's great but if you're not solid within yourself and you don't care about yourself then you should not be entertaining someone else because it puts too much responsibility on them and you are left unaccountable for how you feel, how you think, your reaction to things, and you get upset and you start experimenting as far as like sex goes. And that just adds a whole nother dynamic to dysfunction. I mean, I can only speak from my experience. That's what it calls me to do. <clears throat> so around that time you know freshman year junior year high school I'm like boy crazy my junior prom came up I needed a prom date so that's how I met um 
the first boy I ever met because I went to all girls high school, so there was no meeting meeting boys in school. Uh, you know, but fast forward to now. Um, I don't know if me and my dad's relationship is better, per se. It's not where it was, but there's a lot that's still unspoken, and that's fine. I mean, I mean, it's not fine, but it will be fine. I have faith that either either that's a conversation that we're going to have, or I have faith in myself that, you know, I'm not blaming him or my mom for anything that has happened to me. Those were all choices that I made. They were based on things that you know, I felt throughout my childhood, but that's not their responsibility right now as an, you know, me as an adult, that was, you know, it happened and it's over and I'm at a different place. And I know, I know now, like what I know now about the things that I went through and myself, I would not have known had I had not gone through any of that from when I was younger you know I cry in the shower sometimes (laughs) just being honest and when I cry in the shower now it's not because of something bad that has happened I'm really grateful but I'm still I mean you know the healing process never ends so I'm shedding those layers and I'm crying for the five-year-old me the nine-year-old me the 17-year-old me the 23-year-old me even the 28-year-old me I'm crying for her too but I'm not a baby anymore. And it feels good to have flourished into this and bloomed into like being a woman and that self-discovery and realizing um that everything that I've ever wanted I have within myself. All that love and acknowledgement that I wanted, I give it to myself. I don't need anyone to tell me anything about myself. Those wounds that I have that I had that other people have caused I've started licking them on my own um you know it got to a point where I was like deeply depressed after my last relationship actually while in it I was depressed because I had to put up with that shit <laughs> um and I was thinking about, like, having thoughts about, like, killing myself. So that's when I knew it had got really bad. That's when I had went to therapy. I was in therapy for a year. I went once a week, which turned into twice a month for an entire year. Um, And towards the end of it, I remember, like, the last two months, my therapist was like, you know, you're doing a lot better from what you're telling me and what I see like I started using all the tools that he gave me to cope and manage with my stress and anxiety and depression and it was working and I was so grateful but I didn't want to end because I was scared of being on my own without him without that guidance without having it to lean on like I was terrified like will I fall will I slip back there um and I can honestly say that that was probably like three years ago now that I went to therapy and spent that time doing the therapy. Um, there have been things that happened that would have made me slip 
like down like way down like past like you know okay so I was in my relationship when I went to therapy once I got to a place where I realized that my current relationship was causing me a lot of turmoil I had to make a decision like damn do I stay in this relationship for the sake of what it's benefiting me for is that worth it is that enough and I decided that it wasn't enough and I mean I don't think I'm alone in this but like with most women I started making a plan on how I was going to exit the relationship and make sure that I was going to be okay my daughter was going to be okay and also even though he caused me pain and hurt I wanted to make sure he was going to be okay because I was ready to just walk away and end the relationship we shared a home together and I was ready to just leave like pack up and go but I mean that can be triggering for some for someone and I did not ever want to be a trigger for him I don't I did not want to be with him so I did not want him to think that there was a chance for us to still be together especially given the fact that we had broken before and got back together and I didn't really feel like giving him an explanation because I just it just wasn't serving me it wasn't good for me and I wanted out I came up with a plan it took me probably over a year to finally leave the relationship and then when I did it probably took us took him about three months to finally like move out and separate himself and then even after that we were still in communication because of I mean we don't share a child but he did help raise my child and then it got to a point where I don't know I guess he couldn't take me treating him um I get like his I don't know like she wanted him to come around for certain things so she would call him ask him whatever but I guess he couldn't I don't know what that was I don't know I can only say it from my perspective so I don't know if he just got tired of seeing me dealing with me or he didn't want no parts of being like um a part of her life or I don't know I can't really say it's not really my concern I was concerned with her and, you know, how she dealt with that breakup. Um, I was concerned with her viewpoint and how that made her feel with him, like, disappearing like that on her. But to me, I was, I was relieved that he, you know, didn't need to come around for her anymore because that meant I didn't have to deal with him at all. You know, I say all that to say, like, I'm here now in a place where, like, I'm, well, not like, I am loving on myself in every way that I've ever wanted somebody else to do it. I'm being really kind to myself. I'm holding myself accountable. I remember being depressed and miserable, and some of the things that I did during that time frame, I've um, apologized to my friends. I'm letting people hold me accountable for my actions, what I did, how I made them feel. Because, <sighs> you know, hurt people hurt people, and I hurt the people closest to me. I haven't had any deep conversations <laughs> with my immediate family, but my friends, I, you know, the ones that I've needed to have those conversations with, I actually have. And I'm proud of myself for that. 
and I give myself rewards for those small accomplishments, I'm happy that I don't have to rely on anybody. I don't have to be responsible for anybody else's feelings because I'm being responsible for my own right now. And, um, you know, I just be out here taking myself out on dates, buying myself gifts, spending time alone. Really important to me. Spending time with my friends, with my family. Like, if I want to go out, I don't feel a deficit because a man's not there or a man's not taking me. I'm, I'm okay with being by myself. I'm so grateful that I'm blessed to have that opportunity to get to this place and to be able to do that because a lot of people stay in circumstances because they can't afford to do that. And when I mean afford, I'm not just talking about money, but money does play a big part in it. I'm just talking about they can't afford it mentally. They can't afford the emotional turmoil or distress like... You have to prepare for something like that. And I, I, I don't think people who don't know, who've never experienced it, understand that, you know, they always say, oh, well, just leave or just do this or just do that. Like, nah, it ain't that simple. It's bruh, sis, you know, whoever you're talking to, like, <laughs> it's way harder and way deeper than that. And, you know, you just gotta like, is more than rolling with the punches. I think that the best thing that I did, although it took me some time, was to prepare to leave each of my relationships. But now I'm at a place where, you know, because I'm so in touch with myself, I know exactly where I want my life to go. And of course, there will be like bumps and things that happens and But I can guarantee, as long as I can help it, I can't control everything on the outside of me, but whatever I can control, there's not going to be anything self-inflicted. I'm not going to allow people to do certain things. I'm not going to allow myself to do certain things. I am going to take care of myself in the best way possible. And I also think that the way that I take care of myself, anybody who comes close to me now is going to have to do that. And if they see how I care for myself, they're going to distance themselves like way far away because they're going to be like, oh, she, I can't keep up with the what, what she doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how good I want to be. Like, no, man, like you can't even, you can't even take care of me. Like, I take care of me, let alone pour in more. Like, you know what I'm saying? There has to be that um, that balance and exchange. You know, everybody has their own love languages. And I understand that. But certain things is, you know, certain things are a must. Just like in any type of relationship, even a business relationship. Like, you have to bring something to the table that that I don't. But you also have to, you know, meet the standard. <laughs> and before being single, this is the longest I've ever been single. But before being single, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And I would be like having all this energy and love to give and share 
but now it's like if you don't love yourself and I don't see you loving yourself like I mean if you're around me you're going to feel the warmth the love like boom but there's not going to be any further interaction between me and you because you got to take care of yourself like that's that's attractive when somebody takes care of their their health like physical health mental health spiritual health if you take care of yourself that's oh okay then you know you might be able to hold me up when I need you to because you know things are going to happen and I'm going to resort back to those tools that I learned from therapy or things that I have experienced up until whatever point that is and it would be nice to have someone who takes care of themselves and knows how to do that on their own and they can help me if and when I need it you know you need a strong partner in life period but you definitely need a strong one when um you've been through been through some things and um because of how I am now and I, I am a believer in like being aligned and manifesting things that you want to come true goals that you have so I'm planning and I'm working because I want to be completely prepared and ready I don't want to be anybody's rebound I don't want to be anybody's maybe I'd rather just be nothing to everybody (laughs) until somebody like finds me and they're like oh she's dope as shit we gotta be friends that has to be my wife but I know that that's probably going to be someone who is my equal so I'm sure they would have had been through some things um but I do know that just because they've been through some things does not make them strong. It's how they have gotten through them. So if they have not prepared themselves for the best version of their life, and if they are not working on themselves, and you just haven't been through some shit, just that don't make you for me. You got to be strong-minded, strong-willed. That's what I'm preparing for. That's what I'm waiting for. And, uh, you know, my issues that I have from my childhood, from my past relationships, from my father are not going to hold me back anymore from allowing myself to be protected. I'm not going to accept someone who's not going to be the um, proper existence of a man in my life. I'm not going to allow someone to be around me and not love me properly in front of my daughter. It used to be a, you know, a hindrance, something that held me back. My uh, past interactions with men things that I felt like I missed out on as a kid the things that I experienced as a young adult but I know that what I want is out there I know that what I am seeking is seeking me and it's no rush and I don't have no time frame 
the only thing that I'm working on is me. Because when me and that person finds each other, it's going to be the right time and the right place. Or even if I know this person already, um, you know, they're going to be at the right place for themselves. And it's just going, it's going to all work out. I can't help heal a man. Any person. Really, I can show you the tools. But you got to have the wherewithal to want to do that on your own. I think that would make for a stronger unit. It would make for more respect. And then you can grow in love with someone. Like, it's okay to have a friend. Like, you might, young ladies, have a guy friend. You're like, oh, I just like him. I love him. Oh, my God. But he's not ready. I'm not ready, whatever the case might be. But you can love him in a sense of, like, as a friend. You know, you can have love for people. Like, if you love yourself, like, I love myself. So, I show love to everybody. I am a complete warm spirit. I mean, at least I think. I don't know. I mean, I know I can be standoffish and pretty cold sometimes. And I know I'm not very affectionate. I didn't grow up in, like, an extremely physically affectionate, like, household. But I do, you know, try to show that to my child. I'm I'm sure some things I can't help but to pass down to her. And for that, that's a discussion that me and her will have when she becomes an adult. <laughs> but... Um, you know, like I, I have, I have those things to offer and someone else will have what they have to offer me. But if you have a a friend that's a guy, you can love him in a friend sense, like your girlfriend, y'all can talk every so often. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think that boys and girls can be, like, platonic friends. So, I think that if a guy is your friend, <clears throat> um, y'all probably like each other. Or one of y'all like each other or something. So, that can get kind of sticky if it's not, you know, reciprocal. But, if the goal is to love each other as friends first, like real friends, not like that freak friend, like not like if this ain't going the way that I wanted to go, then I don't want to fuck with you no more. Like, like real friends, like, Hey, what are you doing? What you got going on? Let me help you. You help them. They help you in real friend, real friendly type of way, real friends bond. Like you build up and y'all can have those conversations and, that's when you grow in love with somebody because that in love lustful feeling comes and goes um but you know if y'all have a friendship a real bond that'll stay in the test of time then I do know for sure so I mean just something to think about and something to consider get in touch with your root your roots of the problem or the problems that you might have they can be hard to face and I know for me when I realized like that part of me from my childhood with my father and our relationship that was like I like broke down in tears I was like oh my god like (laughs) this is what I've been chasing after my whole life 
that little girl in me that just wanted to have attention, love, and affection from her dad. That was a hard pill to swallow because I think that he did nothing wrong. Which he didn't. But, you know, that's just my perspective on it and how it impacted me. That's all. (sighs) But I'm better for it. Um, I think that that realization will help you discover a lot about your patterns, your habits, your practices, things that you do, and what you should do to change them so you can elevate yourself because this idea that you have about the life that you're supposed to be living and the things that you want to accomplish, you got to get through that. You can't go around it. You can't go up, over, under, whatever. You have to go through it. You have to break it apart. Like, literally break up that version of yourself so that you don't carry it with you because the best version of yourself requires you to be able to do that. And that's the goal. Shine as bright as you can. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed your time listening. I loved you all and peace from the coconut baby. This episode is brought to you by Julia E. Lips, the cosmetic and skincare line for the ordinary woman doing extraordinary things. Check out www.juliaelips.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-E-L-I-P-S.com.